0: Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 93 of Radiance, my original Fallout fan fiction, and the first chapter of the new year. And as always, I do hope you'll like, share, and subscribe to this wherever you can, either at fanfiction.net, org, or even my own website, ghostnobody.com. If you leave feedback there, it's always re- well appreciated, and I always love reading what you guys have read. And you are wild at places like ghostnobody.com. Check out Stormrider. My original tale from dragons and fantasy and adventure spread across a multi-universe with magic and all sorts of fun things and new races to explore and see. Check it out. You might find something you like. And also while you're there, pop over to the ghostly link section. Pick yourself up a copy of Mortis from either Amazon or from Smashwords. Help support me. Keep me doing what I love, which is bringing unlikely alien romance stories to you good people. And if you aren't subscribed to my Discord yet, there's a link in there as well. Come over and have a chat with myself and the guys. You never know, you might meet some new friends. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, but first the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own Fallout or anything to do with it. That's Bethesda. They can keep all the blood, Bugs glitches and everything else. I'll just keep the crazy tales and keep praying for Starfield. Should only be a month away now, fingers crossed. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 93, Pray Whoa, take it easy, Raymond exclaimed as Leah dragged him into their room and closed the door behind them, and by the heavy clunk noise he heard, she was making sure it was locked behind her, though whether it was to stop anyone from entering and disturbing them, or from him from escaping, was definitely up for debate here they had just finished a rather delicious and hearty meal laid on by Abigail, the mother hen that ran the establishment, and whom was definitely a subscriber to the ideology of overfeeding her guests, as not even with the appetites of his group could they finish all that was laid on for them. After the glorious meal, and a lot of merciless teasing from the fussing hen genus woman, both himself and Leah, the big claw girl, that half-dragged, half-carried Raymond away from the table towards their room, leaving kind of zero wiggle room to the imagination as to what she intended for the pair of them tonight. that night. Leah turned from the door to face him and her body language made it look like she was about to start a wrestling match with him. She was crouched low with her feet wide apart and her legs bunched up like she was readying herself to leap at him. Her tail swished back and forth, thumping against both the door and one of the wooden walls the bathroom that led off from the main door to the right. Raymond could feel the intensity of her stare as she narrowed her eyes on him, turning her vertical pupils into a pair of lines like slits, as she seemingly sized him up. Uh, Leah, what are you doing? He asked as she wa- he watched as she began to circle him, hunting you. I'm going to prove once and for all that I am the only claw worthy of you. "'and thanks to that hearty meal, I now have the strength of five claws. "'And there is no way you shall defeat me tonight, my handsome green male. "'Tonight I shall claim my prize.' "'She growled, lowering her top half to the ground "'and gently running her claws over the wood, "'making it crackle and pop slightly under her weight. Um, I think you might be mistaken here, Leah. "'I said I'd be your mate, not Duel you. "'Combat isn't exactly my strong point, nor is it necessary here.' Raymond said as he watched the big claw girl circling him slowly, seemingly making each and every movement an oddly mixture of both predatory and sensual that played merry hell with his senses as he tried and failed to tear his eyes away from her seductive scaly curves, not to mention her bulging, tensed-up muscles. Nonsense. A duel of claim is absolutely necessary, It shows the pure truth of both parties' hearts and wills. The only way I can truly claim you is to defeat you, because a claim duel is winner-take-all. And if I win, I get all of you, unashamed and true. If you defeat me, then you get the option to leave me, as I am an inferior claw. Or claim me if you so desire. In combat, there can be no lies, no honeyed words, no half-truths or deceptions. There is only the truth of one's heart, and will, raw and unadulterated. This is the way of all true claws, Leah said, proudly arching her back like a big scaly cat, stretching and flicking her tail back and forth after stretching it out. That's funny. Can't remember either Seven, Gregory, or Chris having to duel their claw, Raymond said sarcastically. That's because those would be one-sided and unfair duels with no chance for the weaker of the two to win. That is not a duel, that is subjugation, and it's not what those claws wished. Think about it. How could Gregory win in hand-to-hand combat against Ven, or Chris against my matriarch, or even Visa against Seven? They'd be totally dominated and defeated before the fight even got started. Venom and Matriarch would simply crush their humans, breaking them and injuring them, and maybe even worse, which is not the point of this in the slightest, I might add. Hell, Visa wouldn't even get off the starting block before Seven had her subdued, so none of those duels would have been fair or true. But with us, it is different. We are evenly matched, she declared proudly, as if it was something that should have been blatantly obvious to him. So, let me get this straight. For me to know the truth of your heart, I have to fight you. Raymond said, sounding both confused and somewhat incredulous. "'Exactly! Because then and only then will we know the truth of our feelings for one another. I will see the truth of your worth, and you will see the truth of mine. Now, make ready, my handsome one, for we fight for love and the right of the first night!' she exclaimed, and Raymond held up her hand to halt as she bunched up like she was going to pounce. Raymond's mind was desperately searching for a way to stop this before it got started. He really didn't want to fight her, and this really wasn't what he'd had in mind when he'd accepted his f- feelings for him. Well, he'd been in combat many times by now. It wasn't something he sought out and where, his m- where it could be avoided. Wait, we can't do this in here, he exclaimed, stopping her almost rid- mid-release. What? Why not? She exclaimed impatiently. Look at the size of this room. We'll trash it, and that would be shame on both of us, and our entire group, in front of our hosts. We're trying to make a good impression on these people, and I think it would be a pretty poor spectacle if we trash their hospitality now, don't you? Raymond exclaimed, gesturing around himself to the size of the room, which did make Leah stop and look around before looking rather thoughtful. You are right, Raymond, she said, causing him to breathe a sigh of relief, which turned out to be short-lived as she moved back to the door and unbolted it again. Um, where are you going now? he asked. Outside, of course. We do not have a big enough arena in here. We shall seek one out there, Leah declared before making Raymond sigh in exasperation. It seemed claw girls, like human males, simply did not get hints. As he followed her out of the room, trying desperately to rack his brains for a way to put an end to this idiotic fighting nonsense, they ran into Abigail in the upstairs corridor, and by her ruffled and surprised demeanour, Raymond had a sneaky suspicion that she may have been lurking in the hopes of possibly listening in on their antics. "'Going out for a night-time stroll, dearies?' she asked quickly and Leah shook her large horned head. "'No, we are looking for an Aruna to fight a claim duel,' Leah said as if everyone should know exactly what she was talking about. By the confused look that settled on Abigail's face as she looked at the shrugging Raymond, it was obvious that she was as lost as he was.' Well, um, the basement of this place is pretty big. I was meaning to use it as a brewery to brew my own ales. It's so it's been cleared out, if that helps. Abigail said, making Raymond groan heavily as Leah's face lit up. Thank you, my good woman. That will be perfect. Come along, Raymond, to the basement. And to our destiny. Leah said, grabbing his hand and dragging him off down the corridor with Abigail, giving him both a sympathetic and somewhat apologetic look as he passed by. They found the basement pretty easily given that it was the only subterranean place in the whole building and therefore the only staircase that actually led downwards. And to be fair Abigail had not been exaggerating when she said it was pretty large. Everything was made from heavy duty looking wood and metal and the outer walls were littered with barrels but other than that the centre of the place was clear and well lit thanks to the large spot lamps that had been affixed into the ceiling. This will be perfect Raymond. We shall fight our duel here. "'And finally that you shall see that I am the claw for you,' Leah said triumphantly, "'and she manoeuvred him into the centre of the room. "'I'm not going to be able to talk you out of this, am I?' he said, "'and she looked at him in confusion. "'Talk me out of it? Why on earth would you wish to do that? "'It was you who declared your feelings loudly and proudly for me,' "'she said, tilting her large head as it looked him right in the eyes, "'with an almost accusing stare that made his nerves jangle.' Yeah, well, I didn't exactly envision it leading to -to hand-to-hand combat when I did, Leah. I'm not exactly a lover of fighting, you know, he said, and she waved her hand at him dismissively. Oh, nonsense. I've seen you fight, and you are truly a worthy opponent. And it isn't like this is a fight to the death or something. It's merely a test of strength and will. We don't even use our claws in these things, she said. "Er, I don't have claws, Leah, and I am not a claw. I'm a super-mutant. Or did you forget? Raymond said, seemingly confusing her for a moment as she looked at his hands and feet. But she swiftly recovered and simply grinned at him again. Exactly. Just like I said, a worthy opponent. We are evenly matched on strength, so the defining factor will be whose will is strongest, she declared proudly. Can I just surrender now and get it over with? He asked, hopefully by the aghast and horrified expression that passed over her beautiful face. He was going to go out on a limb and hazard a guess that that was being a no. Surrender before the duel is even fought? Why would you suggest such a dishonourable thing? she exclaimed. Er, uh, maybe because I don't wish to fight you, Leah, he said, his voice growing exasperated, as he was beginning to veil. He also began to realise where the phrase f- stubborn as a deathclaw come from. Once again, she waved her hand dismissively at him. ''Oh, don't be so silly, Raymond. It'll be good for both of us. Nothing quite gets the blood pumping like a good duel. It'll make the rest of the night far more interesting. Trust me,'' she said. And with that, like simply an end to the conversation, she moved to the centre of the room and took up her wrestling come-about-to-pose-on-him stance and claw his fucking face off. ''Stance.'' Raymond sighed heavily and, sensing he was going to get nowhere, trying to talk some sense into her, moved to the centre of the room. The large part of him was actually debating him about walking away at this point to convey his point. If there was one thing he hated more than anything, it was simply being dismissed or ignored. And right now she was doing both. And that's when he felt a hot rush of anger throw through him. How dare she just gloss over and his ignore his opinion like it wasn't important. Now he found himself glaring at her as a magnitude of thoughts ran through his head and none of them were pleasant. The major one was how could she claim to care for him and even love him if she so easily dismissed his opinion like it was worthless. He felt himself having to suppress a snarl of anger at that little revelation and his eyes locked onto her tracking her movements and her swishing tail as she waited for him to ready himself. Well, fucking fine. If she wanted a fight, then he'd fucking give her one. But she might not like the outcome. Sensing that he'd seemingly come around to her way of thinking, Leah gave him a dark, fang-filled smile and readied herself. This will be a claim duel to submission or incapacitation. No claws or weapons and no hitting the face, throat or nether regions. Do you agree to these terms, Raymond? She said in a low, deep voice. Let's just get this fucking over with. He spat, which seemed to surprise her slightly, but her determination was driving her forward, so she quickly brushed it off. "'It is a winner-take-all fight, and the winner will have the right of claim or denial upon victory, meaning that not only should you win will you have the right to claim the other as your mate for life, but you will have one night to do whatever you wish with them, unopposed. Do you agree?' she asked, and this put him off balance a little bit. She hadn't mentioned that second part earlier.' but his anger was still building and clouding his judgement, so he simply nodded. "'Then let us fight from the heart, handsome one!' she yelled, and with that she lunged at him. Now, while Raymond might not like to fight, in fact he actually despised doing so, being of the opinion that words were always the best way to solve any disagreement or argument. That did not mean he could not fight. "'In fact, given that he had spent quite a lot of time fighting for his very life he, "'after he'd become what he was now, he was rather well acquainted with it. "'So as Leah dove at him like a scaly torpedo with her arms outstretched, "'obviously intending to tackling him to the ground, "'he simply sidestepped her and drove a very calculated right hook "'directly into a solid muddrift, "'Though he did note that despite the obvious power he did deliver, "'something had made him pull the punch at the last moment.' only delivering roughly about half of the power he was actually capable of. Though, by the way, Leah swung sideways and bounced across the ground, it was still far more than she was obviously expecting. He was half expecting her to stay down from the impact, but no sooner had she slid to a stop than she was back on her feet, her eyes blazing like demonic jewels in her head. "'Yes, that's the spirit! Fight for what's yours!' She roared and once again launched him, causing him once again to dodge her. Only this time, he went to throw the short space punch. She whipped her tail around, taking his legs out from under him, forcing him to roll out of the way of the follow-up tail slam that sent an explosion of dust clouding into the air around them. seemed she really wasn't playing about. She whipped her tail at him again and he sprang back to his feet, and this time he saw it coming, bringing up his arms to deflect the blow which still carried more than enough force to send him sliding backwards across the floor. But what she wasn't expecting was for him to use the momentum to his advantage, because as she struck him, he grabbed her tail and took her with him, pulling her right off her feet. But as he threw down to deliver a hammer-fisted blow to her exposed stomach now, Leah drew her legs back and kicked out with both of her massive feet, impacting heavily against Raymond's chest and sending him flying backwards, slamming down hard on his back before sliding a few feet. Both pain and anger ignited inside him like two warring torches that were growing hotter by each second, each feeding off the other. He was angry that not only was she not listening to him, but she was making him do this, and she was making him abandon his principles to resort to something as barbaric as this to prove his heart and his worth, when it had, she who had persuaded him. And he... And had pursued him as well, and she had already declared her heart to declared his heart to her in the first place. Ah, why won't you listen to me? He bellowed, catching her mid-jump and throwing her backwards across the room, and stopping her follow-up leap with a massive kick that caught her right in the stomach and sent her flying. Damn you for making me do this, damn you for making me fight you, damn you for making me hate myself more than I already do. I thought you understood me. and I thought you understood that I fucking hate violence and I hate fighting. I thought you were supposed to care about me and my feelings. But you're just like everyone fucking else. So if you want the fucking monster, then here he fucking is. Raymond snarled loudly as the rage began to bubble up and take over. Raymond didn't know whether his words had an effect on Leah or not, though she did seem to hesitate now before striking back at him after he'd spoken. "'which allowed him to throw a harrying flurry of punches into her. "'But she seemed prepared for them, "'blocking them with both her powerful arms and her tail "'before striking back faster than lightning "'and punching him while he was still in mid-throw, "'taking the wind right out of his lungs "'as her knuckles crunched right into his midriff. "'Well, she was right about one thing, "'as he tasted his own blood in his mouth but felt no pain, "'thanks to the mixture of adrenaline and rage.' It really did get the blood going. And it was true that it did really bring out the person within you. There was no mask here. There was no half truths either. Only combat, pure and simple. Rather than follow up a punch, Leah circled him as if we were waiting for him to either make a move or possibly to just analyse him. She hadn't said a word since the beginning now, and he wondered why that was. Did she now know... "'have nothing to say to him now that she knew the truth of how he was feeling? "'Did she think him a coward for not wanting to fight her like this? "'Was she disgusted with him for what she perceived as cowardice? "'These and so many more questions ran through Raymond's rage-clouded mind "'and added to the dark cloud that was building within the depths of his mind. "'But suddenly, out of nowhere, she lunged at him, "'and this time, because he was so distracted by those questions... He didn't have time to dodge and took a full brunt of her assault right to the chest, sending him sprawling backwards again and slamming into a floor with a crash that not only winded him but did something else by a feel of the sharp crack from somewhere in his chest. But ba- Raymond barely felt anything but anger now and as Leah tried to pin his limbs, he kicked out of her, try to shake it off her. As it turned out, this was a mistake one she had anticipated in making somehow. Quick as a flash, she grabbed his leg and locked it, spinning him on the spot and placing, him in a, lar- placing a large clawed foot on his chest, sending a sparking explosion of pain throughout his chest and upper body as she turned himself and locked the leg at an awkward angle, while using her own weight to pin his top half down. Submit, you are defeated, she snarled darkly. Raymond bellowed a roar that was a mixture of both pain and anger, and indeed sorrow. Once again, he had failed to make his point. All people had ever seen him as was a brutal beast since he'd become this thing that he now was. People thought him only capable of violence and destruction. And even now, when he'd been forced to try and prove his point through those exact means, he'd failed. Raymond fought against the restraint, against her will to subdue him. He put every bit of strength he had into resisting her and fighting back. He ignored the pain, ignored the anger and ignored the sorrow and instead focused on pure willpower and determination. But it simply wasn't enough. When she saw that he wasn't go- she wasn't going to be able to hold him like this as he began to thrash himself, undoubtedly damaging himself in the process by the sharp stabs of pain in his chest, Leah brought her tail down on his stomach hard to knock the wind out of him once more before once again spinning, only this time she flipped him over onto his front, pinned his weight down with hers and locked his right arm up behind his back to the point where it felt like it was going to be popped out of his socket. Submit! I do not wish to hurt you! Leah snarled, making Raymond's heart ache with even more sorrow. Too late for that. Fine. You want the wind so badly, take it. I hope it's worth it, he snarled bitterly. He knew that this time he'd truly failed. He'd given it his all and was beaten. So he slammed his hand into the ground to show submission and defeat. And with it went his pride. That's when Leah did something surprising. Rather than jump up and start bouncing around and celebrating her victory, like he'd expected her to, she instantly released his arm and shifted her position to his side, where with a single slow and precise movement she rolled him over onto his side. "'and wrapped her arms and her tail around him from behind, "'turning him into a little spoon. "'She pressed a snout into the back of his neck "'and held him tightly. "'I'm sorry,' she said softly, "'which made his anger freeze in place like cold plasma. "'What did you say?' he stammered. "'I said, I'm sorry, Raymond, "'for showing you that side of yourself "'and making you confront it. "'I know it's hard, and I know it hurts.' But I needed you to see it, and to know that even when you fall, and you fail, I will still be here for you. This is what the claim duel is supposed to do. It's supposed to make us see our true selves, while also showing it to the other person. So I got to see you without the mask, and you got to see me without mine. I saw you at your worst, and I didn't realise just how bad your life had been, or how opposed to violence you were until you spoke those words, and I saw it in your eyes. You hate yourself, and you hate what you see as a monster inside you. But I need you to know it's not a monster. And even if it were, I accept it, she said softly. Raymond's mind began to whirl like a maelstrom in his skull. What in the name of hell was happening here? What was this? It was like someone had flipped a switch in Leah. She'd gone from supremely powerful and confident claw to gentle and compassionate caregiver in what felt like a heartbeat. I, I am a monster, Leah. I see it in every set of eyes that look at me. Raymond stammers of the walls of his mind didn't so much as crack, more began to crumble into dust. A large, scaly hand reached up around his chin and turned him so that he was now looking up at her, and she leaned over him and looked down at him. "'So what? How is that a bad thing?' she said, and Raymond's brow furrowed in confusion. "'What do you mean? Who the hell would want to be a monster?' he exclaimed. "'Well, me, for one,' she said, and now he was even more confused. "'So she continued. "'I'm a claw, and I'm proud of it. "'Humans and many other races see us as mindless monsters who kill you as soon as look at you. "'Which is fair enough, given that a great many of my feral brethren can be aggressive,' and given how fearsome we must look to something like a human, it's kind of understandable, really. But that doesn't mean I'm any less proud of being a claw. If anything, it makes me prouder to be a noble claw, one of the lucky few who have a true mind to call our own, a mind capable of compassion, understanding, and most importantly, love. It was something that I finally understood when I first set eyes upon you, but I could also see that there was a massive conflict within you, Something that you needed to face to break free of it. To see who you truly are and to accept it. So you can move forward. So that's why I initiated the claim duel. And yes, you were right. Technically I did not need to do so because you had already accepted me as your mate. I could have just let it be. But I needed you to know, to see who you truly are and to see that not only do I accept it, but I do not fear it. Or you. You let truly loose on me, and did I run or cower from it, or from you when you screamed hurtful things at me or swung powerful punches? She said. Her words stung Raymond's heart now, and a wave of guilt hit him as he truly saw what she'd been trying to do, and he felt like an absolute shit for doubting the intelligence of a being who grew up as a, in a pack of claws. Leah truly saw more and understood more than he ever could. I'm sorry for saying those things, Leah. My anger blinded me, and I wanted to hurt you for what you were making me do. But despite my anger, I knew that I could not use my fists to their true potential, because I did not want to risk truly harming you. So I did the first thing that came to mind. Fuck, I'm so fucking sorry, he said, and she shook her large torn head. Well, I'm glad you are, and I thank you for those words, but you do not need to be sorry, Raymond." That was the whole point. It was to try to get you to let go and to lose control. To see that even at your worst and most out of control, I was still there with you. Going toe to toe with you. Without fear of you. Because I love you and I trust you. And by the looks of what you've just said to me, turns out my heart was right on the mark with you. Because even at your worst, you still truly couldn't bring yourself to truly hurt me even though you have countless chances to. And even I know that. Hell, I know in my heart there's a proud claw and as truly good a warrior as I am. If you truly had let go, you would have taken me down and out rather easily. I felt that from the start, she said. Her words shocked Raymond, and in his mind it was like someone just picked up the pieces of his broken, shattered heart and reforged them into something far stronger and more whole cool than it ever was before because now it was solid, it was not fractured or damaged, it was whole, he was whole, I was all thanks to this wonderful young scaly woman. Raymond ignored the flaring pain in his chest and he turned over to face her now, and Leah gripped him tightly and held him as she looked him right in the eyes. Thank you, Leah, thank you so, so much for this. No one has ever gone so far for me like this. Ever. I thought you didn't understand me. Or that you were simply doing this to satisfy some claw tradition at my expense. Because I'm strong enough to be able to resist you. But that was never the point, And I see it now. It doesn't matter what I am. Only who I am. If people are going to judge me on what I look like, then there's nothing I can do about that. Other than to show them how very wrong they are by my actions, he said, and a large, fang-filled smile lit Leah's face from horn to horn. Exactly. And now you truly see who you are, and you also will see who you will become, and what you can do as well. Because no matter how hard or bad things get, I'll be right here where I'm meant to be, at your side, always. Leah said, reaching up and stroking his cheek with large claw tipped fingers. Raymond couldn't help himself. He had to show her exactly what that meant to him. He reached up and clasped a large clawed hand in his... and brought every single fingertip to his lips to kiss each and every one of them before entwining them together in a knot of unity. Thank you, Leah. You have no idea how much this and you mean to me right now. I don't know if I'm going to ever... A- ever going to be able to thank you for this he said and she smiled oh but I do more than you'll ever know big guy now come on we've got to get that rib of yours sorted out and then we can start planning on your thanks she said climbing to her feet before reaching down and hoisting him to his feet by the armpits so she didn't put too much weight on his rib by pulling his arm Raymond looked at her in surprise and she gave gave him a grin What, you didn't think I noticed your rib break? Trust me, it took literally all of my strength not to stop the duel then and there when I saw that happen. That's why I got so angry all of a sudden. But it wasn't with you. It was with myself for hurting you. It wasn't for the fact that I could see you were so close to breaking through your shell. I'd bend it right there and then. But for what it's worth, I'm deeply sorry for it, Raymond. Now, come along and we'll get it sorted out. I want my man whole and comfortable for tonight. She said, reaching out and gently placing a hand on his chest above the fractured rib, placing zero pressure on it so it didn't hurt. Thanks, but it'll be alright. I've had worse. Raymond said and Leah gave him a sly smile. Did it sound like I was giving you a choice, big boy? Did you forget the rules of the duel? You, you lost, and that means for 24 hours I get to do exactly what I want with you. And right now, that's heel and pamper you. So you get your big, tailless green rear end up those stairs into the bedroom before I put you over my shoulder and carry you up there myself. Leah said in a rather commanding but still playful tone. Raymond sighed and then chuckled to himself while shaking his head. Once a claw girl, always a claw girl. Yes, ma'am, he said, and she grinned and fell into step behind him. As they were walking back up, Abigail appeared again, and it was obvious that she'd been listening in to them once again, both their fight and their conversation, as she was now holding a large tub of an odd-looking hot liquid that seemed white and grey in colour and somewhat oily in both her hands, while over her broad fluffy shoulder she had large fluffy towels. She also had to what looked like a medical kit of some kind hooked on her arm. Whew! you two are quite something!' I could hear you both from all the way up here, and that basement is triple reinforced and soundproofed, because I've been told that the stills can, stills can be quite loud. But anyway, I figured you might need these. This is a restorative balm of my own making, good for dealing with bruises, though how it'll work on scales, I don't quite know. But I brought these too, just in case. Human stem packs were given a little bit more oomph by our smart little doctors, "'These'll fix that broken rib of yours up right quick. "'No problems,' she said, holding the lot out to the both of them. "'Leah beamed at her and took the bowl, towels and the little kit bag from her. "'Thank you so much, Abigail. "'You are truly a good person. "'Your kindness shines like a beacon in the dark,' she said, "'and the large hen fluffed her feathers and smiled at her. "'Thank you kindly, dearie. "'But I just know a good woman has to take care of a man.' "'even when he doesn't even know how to take care of himself. "'And that's why it's up to us to help him find a way now, isn't it?' "'She said, giving the large claw girl a knowing smile, "'and that told Raymond she'd heard every word spoken between them "'and was now acting upon it. "'True words indeed, Abigail. "'And don't worry, this one is in good claws right now, "'and he always will be. "'I won my heart claim, and now I'm always his.' Leah said, and with that they continued off up to their room. Right, on the bed, sit and take your shirt off, and don't even think about arguing, or I'll clip it off with my claws, Leah said in a commanding tone again. Raymond followed her order without any complaint, but he winced kind of hard as he lifted his shirt off and the other outer clothing from his upper half. As he threw it down, he saw Leah eyeing his bare torso with a very hungry and predatory look in her bright eyes. Well, that was until they locked onto that large, dark and ugly bruise on his side and chest with the river gone in. Then it morphed into a look of concern and sadness before becoming one of determination. Right, humans stim-pack things first. Given how these things w- quick these things work on humans in our group, I bet they'll work far faster on you given how resilient mutants are, she said, drawing one of the large injector guns from the little leather kit bag and trying to figure out how to put her fingers through the little hoops of the injector gun's hilt before settling on using her claws and thumb to do it. She jabbed the needle into the muscle of his chest, making him wince, but no sooner had the gun injected the medicine within it than the pain just vanished. This mixture must contain a very powerful painkiller to boat because the warmth spread over the damaged area like she'd stuck a hot poultice to his flesh right above it. Better? She asked upon seeing his expression change. Much, thanks, he said, and she nodded, placing the injector gun down on the table next to her. Next she got one of the sponges that had been wrapped in the fluffy towels and dipped it in the oily liquid so that it soaked some of it up. Then she squatted down right in front of him and looked him right in the eye. "'Tell me if this hurts, and I'll stop at once,' she said, and he nodded before the hot sponge touched his skin and then added a second layer of heat to him. Leah's touch was gentle and precise, and she was diligent at her work, coating not just his wound site but the entire of his upper torso in the soothing warm oil, that seemed to sink into his skin while also leaving it with an almost freshly waxed-like sheen. When she was done, she stepped back and admired her handiwork, I like you, shiny. it makes you look even more handsome. makes it damn hard for a girl to keep her claws to herself, you know she said, and he chuckled. I think I get it. It'd be like if you had a light bulb on the tip of your tail. Make it damn hard to not to reach out and grab it. He said playfully, and she grinned at him. If you did, I'd pounce on you. if anyone else did, they'd lose an arm. She said, and he laughed, all right, now the lower half. Lose those aggravating bloody covers you insist on wearing, please, she said, and he raised an eyebrow at her, but did as he was told, lifting up his legs so he could remove his boots before wiggling himself out of his trousers and his underwear. And by the purry growl that escaped Leah, she very much liked what she saw. Looks like I'm going to have to take extra long to do this half. After all, wouldn't want to miss a single inch now, would we? Leah said in a deep throaty and very sultry growl that sent a shiver down Raymond's spine. No, I-, I guess not, he stammered, feeling his heart hammering harder and harder with every step she took closer to him. Oh boy, this was going to be a hell of a night, you could already tell. Yeah, that was chapter 93, ladies and gentlemen, and it seems like Raymond might have just found out who he truly is, and it's all thanks to his loving claw girl. But what sort of hijinks has she got in mind for him later on? There's going to be one way to find out the answer to that question, and probably few more. Going to have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and wishing you all a Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. Let's hope this one's better than the last one. Till next time, see you later.